in this business, if you want to become successful, you have to transform your person, yourself, your mindset, every little part of it. And the more obsessed you become with it, the more positive outcomes you have. How do we, as medical professionals, create the life of our dreams and still impact the lives of our patients? My name is Dr. Adam Sewell, and I'm here to show you how to break free of the traditional healthcare system that has you overworked and underpaid. If you're ready to join us, visit freedomthroughprosperity.com. But for now, let's get into today's episode. All right. Welcome, medical entrepreneurs. We're here with Dr. Bao Tai. Uh, so excited to have him here on the Medical Entrepreneur Podcast. Uh, first off, we'll start off with uh, Dr. Tai and kind of how he got started in medicine. And um, he's a, a chiropractor and his journey and how he ended up uh, helping so many patients with his systems. Yeah, well, it, it is an absolute pleasure to be on with you, Dr. Sewell. You know, you and I, we, we go back a little bit and and I have always appreciated your time and what you're doing. So it's, you know, my honor to be here. Hopefully I can share something that changes someone's life in some positive fashion. So growing up, um, my childhood was very different. My mom had chronic respiratory problems. And my memory as a child for the longest time was going to the doctor every single weekend. I mean, it was literally every single weekend, every Saturday, because my mom worked Monday through Friday. Saturdays, we would go to the doctor and for the longest time, I always thought, man, this is fantastic, right? You go in there, the nurses are nice, the doctor is nice, they gave me a sticker, a lollipop, I walk out, you know, it's fantastic, you know? It was like, hey, what's, what's so bad about this? And it wasn't until I got older and older that my memory of my mom a lot of times was either working or in a chair with her nebulizer or popping pills or doing something and never actually getting well. And it kind of, it really opened my eyes to how healthcare is for some people where all you do is manage the symptoms and manage the problem, which is fine. But what people don't realize is the more you manage a problem, the worse it gets over time. It's like in life, right? If we ignore a problem that we have, at some point that problem is going to grow into something larger. And what I found was that was the case that my mom was never really getting well. And the repercussion of that was we missed out on our childhood, my sister and I. And it really wasn't until we got older that she, you know, doctors gave up on her and she found the right doctor that said, you know what, I think it's something else. I think it's allergic reaction you have. And that's what's triggering the asthma and everything else. So it was really taking that approach that they were actually able to physically and truly help her live and have a better quality of life. And when I went to school, I always wanted to be a doctor. You know, being Asian, it's like you don't really have a choice in life. It's like, you know, when you're Asian, it's like, oh, you know, there's only two things you're going to do. Either you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer. That's it. You got no choice <laughs> in this business. So and, and that's all I knew. And and I wanted to do something. And but I wanted to do something different, you know, as as a child. My parents used to used to hate a doctor. So I used to every present I get, we were, we grew up very poor too, but everything we had, my, it would drive my parents crazy because I would pick apart and, and undo every single toy I had and try to put it back together. And my parents hated it because we didn't have a lot of it. They're like, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> and, and I did that a long time, but I wanted to do something different. So to me, I stumbled upon chiropractic and the idea made sense, like treating people holistically, helping people in a different way. 
And I thought to myself, you know, this is this is really, really interesting to me. So I went to chiropractic school, graduated. And when I got out, it was a little bit different, you know, I, and I think a lot of chiropractors who hear, uh, listen to your podcast will, will agree what you're pitched and what actually happens when you get out is two different things. You have this idea of what when you get out, what's going to happen? You can open this practice. People are just going to come in droves. You're going to be helping them with all these conditions and whatnot. And, and you probably found this too. It's like once you enter the real world, insurance companies uh, dictate things. You got bills to pay. You got all these different things. I mean, it is it is tough out there. And I started practicing and I had, you know, your typical neck and back practice, a wellness practice. I mean, jumped all around. Uh, did PI stuff. I mean, you name it, anything to to make it work. And it wasn't until my wife, who uh, is a dentist, opened her own practice in a small town right outside of the DFW area that I started seeing all these patients uh, in her clinic because we, we had shared space, but started seeing all these patients with this condition called neuropathy. And the one thing I remember too, because I remember the stories of all these patients telling me how much they missed out on their granddaughter's, you know, uh, play or grandson's, you know, uh, softball or baseball game, not being able to travel with their kids. All of that just sparked all these memories of me as a child again. And I said, there had to be something different. And so then I started researching and looking and marrying my love of technology and helping people in medicine and healthcare and said, there's got to be a better way. And, you know, what we have now is a, a long lasting, successful neuropathy practice open for over 10 years now, only doing neuropathy and, and helping a ton, a ton of people. And it's been it's been amazing. It's been amazing, man. That's, a, that's so cool. And, um, you know, what you do now, like a lot of what I found is that, um, you know, traditional medicine really doesn't have a lot of solutions for neuropathy. I think the one of the reasons why I think you're you know so genius in what you did is you found this this audience of people that really needed help. And then traditional medicine was just like you said before, kind of like putting a Band-Aid on it or just kind of covering up the symptoms. They weren't really solving the issue, you know. Yeah. Um, well, there's, there's there's a time and place for everything. You know, medicine has its place. It's just a matter of is it the right fit for somebody long term? And I think that's the ultimate question, right? It's like what's actually happened? So I asked myself these questions when I was diving into and learning and wanting to become a neuropathy expert, it's like, well, what's actually happening to the nerve? Why are you having the problem? But not looking at that only, looking at the whole body as a whole machine and saying, okay, where are all the dysfunctions at? And why are some medications, you know, successful at treating the symptom for a short period of time? Why does the body build a resistance? I mean, taking all that data into effect and account and saying, okay, how do you actually help a nerve repair and regenerate? Well, the first question is, does it actually do that? And the answer is yes. But what happens is as we get older, that whole process slows down dramatically now to where your body doesn't do it efficiently. That's why really kids don't have neuropathy because their bodies are in a gross state. And once it's in a gross state, now those nerves are active, they're healthy, they're growing. And as it does that, it's less susceptible to damage to the actual peripheral nerve itself. But as adults, as you get older, your 60s, your 70s, your 80s, that now you're way more susceptible. So, you know, it's like um, they always say, if you're going to open a hot dog stand, what do you want? What do you wish for? Best location? You know, the best hot dog? No. 
you want hungry customers in front of you. And, <laughs> and that's that's what we had were this group of people who were who were just so hungry for something different, something outside of medications that didn't have side effects that wanted. And what I did was figure out how do you actually help these people in a positive way where it makes sense to them, it makes sense for you, and that they get actually sustainable long-term results over time. So, Man, that's amazing. And also just like the mindset shift, because, you know, so often, especially, you know, when I see people that are you know, getting out of training, you know, they're kind of this mindset of like, hey, they taught me to do these things. Um, and yet, you know, you were able to, to make a change and say, hey, look, I'm going to figure this out. Yeah. You took ownership and... I was just I was very impressed by that. Like just having that yeah. the ability and the confidence to do that was very impressive. And I understand you also won an award. Is that true? I did. You know, I've uh, this journey has been uh, from uh, the School of Business at Harvard. I won the Innovations Pain Award, and it is doing something different and really trying to change the dynamics of what's happening. It's like all of us. We we go through school. You know, it's like it's like what you do. You don't want to be like everybody else because if you're going to be like everybody else, you're going to end up like everybody else. You know, <laughs> and so I wanted to do something different. So I mean, I've always put myself out there and and try to and and I was with this group, this business group, and I was recognized for what we do in our clinics with neuropathy that is so different than everybody else. And it's you know, it's been it's been life changing for sure. In, in immensely positive ways. And would you have any advice to, you know, a chiropractor who's just getting out of training, they're starting on their own, um, you know, what what kind of helped you figure out your pathway and would you have anything to tell them? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's, in life, you can go two ways. You can either go the hard, the hard way and grind it out or you can take shortcuts. And what I've learned is if you surround yourself with the right people, you find the rent mentors, you find what makes sense to you, you learn from them and learn from all their mistakes and implement. And so when you look at change, change only happens if you take action. Most people want to sit on the sidelines and not do anything at all and hope that things change. I mean, I've known so many doctors, so many chiropractors specifically, that they're barely making it. And But what they want is the home run, which, again, the home run can happen, but it doesn't happen overnight. But if you invest the time and money and you do the right things and you have the right people behind you, what you'll find is that success can happen. It's just a matter of you doing the right things consistently. You know, they always say it's like, um, you know, Charlie Munger, Warren Buff. They always say that if you want to make money, just do the same thing, invest over time, but do it consistently. You know, it's like when we look at things, we try to make things change overnight, but a lot of times it doesn't. But if you do have the right people behind you, you make sound decisions, success can be there. Uh, I mean, there's the, the one shortage we don't have, we don't have are people who have health problems. I mean, that's that's it, you know. That's very true. Yeah. And then what about um, just like I would say the other thing that I see a lot is the confidence to, to basically step out and do something different than what everybody else is doing. You know, so often. You know, a lot of medical entrepreneurs, they, they get out, they, they first thing they do is they look at, okay, what is over, what is everybody else doing? Let me copy it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, what, you went an entire different way. You know? Sure. Well, my, my shift was, was when I did all the research, you know, and I knew what I was talking about. And that's, that was the big thing. It's like, if I could instill into other doctors, this knowledge of what I know about neuropathy, that they could go up to any doctor, no matter who this doctor is, and to be able to tell with certainty that, hey, if you send me your patient, I'm going to get this person right. 
I'm going to help this person, that I'm your guy, right? You talk to them, you tell them, I'm your guy, I'm your doctor that's now going to help this patient, which is continually suffering. If you have that knowledge and confidence, things will happen positively for you. And these doctors and everybody else, including the patients, will be so grateful for you because now you've been able to do something to help change people's lives. And as doctors, all of us, no matter what, what our specialty is, our number one goal is getting people well. That's it, no matter how it occurs. And I would say as a whole, all the great doctors I know from, from chiropractors to medical doctors, everybody has that same vision. The only thing that gets in the way is the business. But if now the business can do what it needs to do and you can help create revenue for your practice, be able to now take that revenue, make things better for your patients, it's a win-win all the way across the board. Man, that is awesome. Well, I just have a personal question for you because yeah. one time I've always noticed whenever I'm around you, man, you're always like extremely high vibe. You're always positive. <laughs> yeah. You're always like happy. Uh, and like, I just wonder, like, maybe you could talk about your mindset because I really do believe that your mindset allows you to navigate situations that might be, uh, you know, some that would hurt, that would take somebody else out of the game, but like you're able to navigate it with ease. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll tell you a story. It's funny. I started working when I was 12 years old, right? So we grew up really poor and I worked in the mall. It's in Houston. It's called Greens Point Mall. And we used to name it Guns Point is what it was called, right? So that was the area it's called. And in the mall, my mom worked there for this old Chinese lady. And I forget, I forgot her name, but she had a bakery and she had a yogurt shop that were in the food court that were uh, on different ends of the food court. Well, she being this Chinese lady, and again, there's no rules for that, that, that subset of group of those people. She hired 12, 13 year old kids. And what she did was she hired 12, 13 year old kids of the adults that worked there. So, you know, my mom worked there um, running the yogurt shop. So uh, in the deli, so she's like, Hey, can my son work there? Or actually the, the lady asked, can your son work here on the weekends? And I was like, yeah, fantastic. And my, I did my, I had a cousin that worked there and stuff. Got paid a dollar 25 an hour. Okay. Dollar <laughs> 25 show up there at seven o'clock. Actually it was like six 30 on Saturday morning, uh, seven 30 on Sunday morning. My duty was to wash trays. So after they bake like croissants and cinnamon rolls and all this, it was to wash trays, clean up. And then after that, get ready to sell. Once you're done, at the end of the day, you would, you know, mop the floors and all that. And all she would do is yell. And to me, all I did was get yelled at when I was a kid that to me now, eh, nothing else is going to affect you, you know? So, but that that has shaped my I call it stubbornness, but you're you're hundred percent right. Mindset is the one thing that always stops us from being successful. Anything that happens to you in life, you can either decide to take it negatively or positively, no matter what it is. It's like it's like a bank account, right? The bank account never stays the same, either it grows or declines. Right. So that's the same thing in life. Either you're healthier or you're not. When you look at your mindset and then you look at life, business, relationships. However you approach it is going to determine how successful you are. So my approach has always been, look, I'm very blessed in what I have. I have the ability to do more. If I lost everything today, so be it. But I have the confidence to know how and the knowledge in everything I've done. And not a let alone, I've been very blessed to meet amazing, amazing people that I can always build up where I need to do.
or get to where I need to go at, that I will never go hungry. And, you know, to me, it's like the ability is in the individual. If you're not focused on where you want to go and meaning you have to look farther ahead, you're never going to go there. Most people, what I find, especially chiropractors, are only looking one step in front of them, maybe two steps at most, but they don't have a one-year, five-year, 10-year plan. They're not actually reverse engineering and saying, okay, if I want to be able to travel the rest of my life and not have to worry and have a practice that's automated and do all these different things, they don't actually plan out how that actually happens. They do just the normal daily routine, and the unfortunate thing is they're never going to be able to get there. And the same thing goes with patient care. If you don't have goals and things and have your patients thinking forward, they're never going to believe in you. But if you do it and you do it properly, that's when you'll notice the biggest change, not only yourself, but your patients, your business, your love life, your relationships, you know, even with your kids, it's the same thing. So that's how my mind's always approached. Like I said, I got yelled at so much as a kid that everything else is gravy at this point, you know? So. <laughs> that is a great, great story, man. Yeah. I well, gotta say. I'll tell you what's cool too, though. Every Sunday she'd pay us in a roll of ones, you know, and I, and I gave him a appearance, but I thought, man, this is fantastic. It was like this thick because there's nothing but ones, you know? So. <laughs> Wow. I, I had no idea. That's, that's such a good story, man. That, that explains like a lot and explains like you have such a great work ethic as well. But I, I will say like I've personally seen I remember there was one time where like I was I was dealing with this insurance thing and I was like, man, this insurance is horrible, blah, blah, you know, and, and you were just like you just like stayed happy the entire time. I was like, man, how does he do that? Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> well, I'd say the same thing about you, man. You know, we're we're again, we've been through it all. You know, our stories, our lives, it's been ups and downs, but that's what shapes character people, I suppose, you know, so. And um, would you also talk about like one thing I see with you, you're constantly learning, you're constantly innovating. And, you know, you even opened up another office, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're here in Dallas, you opened up another office in Houston. You, you also met with uh, other people that are even from different industries just to learn how they do that. Um, and it's, I find it always so interesting that you're always you're always learning, you're always educating yourself, always innovating. Um, maybe you could talk a little bit more about like, your process for that. Sure. Well, you know, it's you only know what you know, right? And one of the best resources are people. And so if you surround yourself with people who either have a different view, you're always still going to learn something from it, even though it's a different view, whether it's how they approach patients or, you know, how do you communicate better? I mean, whatever it is, you could always learn something. So, you know, part of my, so I have this dream and vision, right? So I want to help more people with neuropathy. So that's on my vision board. It's like, how do I help a million people with neuropathy? And so I decided to open an office in Houston because eventually what I wanted to learn from that, I've learned tremendous things is how do you teach other doctors to do this? Because that's the one thing. If I want to help a million people, I know I can't do it myself. Right. So I had to ask myself, what's the best way for me to learn this? Well, I'm from Houston as well too. So I said, you know what? I live in Dallas now, but it's close enough and far enough for me to develop my skills, my techniques, the information, the process, how do I communicate with doctors and, and everything else. And it's been it's been such a great, amazing process in that I've learned so much, even to make my practice better as well, too. And so that is something I've done. I mean, I started a CB company, CBD company with a pain cream that that we focus on neuropathy. Again, it's my vision of helping over a million people with neuropathy. You know, I constantly travel. So like in uh, November of every year, I always travel to Dusseldorf, Germany, and I go to Medica. 
Medica is a worldwide medical convention that houses, they have like, imagine 17 convention centers, okay, in one area. And each pavilion is dedicated to a single country and they bring all their medical technologies. Well, I go there to see what's going on in Europe and Asia. And that's really how my process started. I wanted to learn from the doctors. You know, I go to uh, Italy every year. There's a conference uh, by the Peripheral Nerve Society there that I belong to. And these are all scholars and in, in, in universities from all around the world. I mean, there's so many. They, they, there's tons over in the U.S. as well, too. You know, I mean, you have to immerse yourself. It's like, um, you know, you know, this Grant Cardone. He says, you have to be obsessed. If you're not making it in life, it's because you're not obsessed enough with what you want to do. And so I've dedicated myself to being obsessed with neuropathy, reading journals, learning it uh, inside and out to be able to talk to anybody about it. But to, again, if I want to do something well, I have to know every single ins and out of it to be able to uh, do what I want to do, which is to help more people. Man, that is that's awesome. I was also wondering if you could maybe talk briefly about like, how do you do your planning? Because one thing, like you said, like you are, you have a goal, which most people never have a goal. Mm -hmm. You know, if you ask the average, average, you know, uh, medical professional, what their goal is, it's like to survive today, you know, yeah. <laughs> very, very short term or yeah. you know, get to the weekend, you know, something like that. Um, and so, but you hear you have a goal, like I want to help a million people with neuropathy. Yep. How do you like, what do you do in your life that uh, like you would recommend or what, what practices that, that you think would be useful? for a medical entrepreneur who's starting out, who's maybe in this situation where they're like, wow, I never even thought about, mm -hmm. you know, setting goals. I was just trying to survive. You know? Yeah. Well, there's, there's, there's the one main thing I know that changed my life a lot was writing it out. It's like most people don't write out anything and it's like anything else, right? If you don't see it, it's not really reality. And if you don't see it often, it's not a reality at all either. And so my planning process always starts with a goal in mind and you kind of reverse engineer it and you say, okay, if I want to help a million patients, patients in five years well then you start breaking it down every year every year and how do you actually accomplish that right and then as you look at the problem and the longer you look at a problem and you write it out more things come into play now i, I think the that's a is writing it out and planning out that way but b it's also learning from different people so i spend a lot of time as yourself learning from a lot of people outside of our industry a lot of the business people, you know, Grant Cardone, Alex Ramosi, you know, um, Dan Kennedy. I mean, you have to not only be a good doctor, but you have to be a good marketer as well, too. And I think that's the thing. It's like I could have the best I could have the best neuropathy, you know, treatment process out there or the best, you know, surgical process. But if no one knows about it, no one's ever going to use it. And so part of being successful is going beyond just being a clinician and now transforming yourself into what your patients need. Your patients need a good marketer. They need a good clinician. They need a good business person. They need a, I mean, those are all the tangible things that helps transform. So if you're trying to plan and solve an issue, write it out, get the right mentors, be obsessed with it. And if you do that, it gives you an immense edge over every other person in your space. Man, that's great advice. Man. Yeah, you know, I talk about this all the time, you know, it's, it's what we love to do, but that's why we're, we're different, you know, and, and hopefully we can change more people's either perception, you know, because if there's more successful doctors, the only people that benefit are going to be the patients. And that's the most important thing.
That's really true. I was wondering if you feel comfortable, um, just like one of the things I see a lot of times is that a, a lot of doctors now are really starting to feel the crunch from insurance, right? Mm-hmm. So anybody connected to what I call the mainstream medical system, yeah. many times they don't even realize what's going on, but with inflation, you know, going closer to like 11, 12% a year and that compounding, you know, now we're in year three of that, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're seeing all their bills increase but their, their revenue is still the same. Yeah. And they're like, what's going on? I'm working harder, making less. Yes. Um, and one of the things that you were able to escape was to, to kind of get out of that whole insurance-based thing yep. uh, and, and you know, basically making uh, cash offers to patients. Um, could you talk about, you know, like the mindset shift from going from, you know, taking whatever, the, you know, Aetna or Humana would, would be what mm-hmm. paltry sum they'd give you to like, you know, setting your own price and making, you know, it makes sense for you to, to deliver a high level service to your patient. No, absolutely. You know, it's, there is something to be said about charging a lot for something. Okay. Now it is a mind shift, a mind, a mindset shift, right? Cause most people are like, how do I get somebody to play, pay a thousand, two thousand, nine thousand, ten thousand dollars for a treatment. But what they don't ask themselves is if you take a person who has neuropathy and every single day they can't wake up and go out and do things they want to do. They're in tremendous pain. They're walking with a cane or a walker. And if you ask that person, hey, how much would you pay to walk again and not have pain and get off your medications and be able to spend time and travel with your your spouse and, you know, go on vacation with your grandkids and be able to attend, you know, you know, Johnny's football game? What would you pay for that? You know, and I've asked patients this and they said, I pay anything at that point. I said, exactly. And that's the mind shift that most doctors don't have because they have this idea that, that, oh, they can't afford it. Patients can't afford it, but that's their own limiting mindset. But two, the problem they typically have is they don't believe what they do is that valuable. And that was the main mind shift that I had, that I changed was that, you know, and, and I'm proud to say, you know, again, we all hate to talk about money, but money is a byproduct of services rendered. And if the services rendered exceed the value of what you're providing for people, then it's great. You know, I'm very proud to say that we have a multi-million dollar practice. We charge, you know, eight to ten thousand dollars on average for our treatment plans. But every single one of our patients that go through our process, at the end of it, they said it was worth every penny and then a hundred times more. Why? Because they're off their medications. They're living a life healthier now. Their coy life is better. And most importantly, they never thought, they never thought they could actually get well. And when you're able to change it, it makes the world a difference. And so, you know, they say that if you charge more, people value, they value things more and they're more compliant. And if your service and what you're doing is going to make them better, healthier, live a better quality life, then it's worth it. You just have to deliver. That's it. I think that's really true. And I would say like, you know, after seeing, you know, inside your practice, the value you give those patients is huge. Something they would never get from mainstream medicine, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's, you know, I mean, you really like for them, it is such a good deal, you know? Well, I've seen, you know, I've been, I've been doing this for over 10 years now. And in my time, there's a lot of people who had started neuropathy. But what I notice is they're not doing that only. They had to complement chiropractic, weight loss, you know, all these different things. But a large part of it was they didn't have the right systems in place. They didn't have the right treatment in place. You know, and it's, there's nothing wrong with that as well, too, because I know a lot of guys that do very well. and They help a lot of people bring a lot of value. 
But if you, you know, if this is something you want to do, you have to do it the right way. And if you can, you can be ultra, ultra successful in providing such great outcomes and benefit and values for patients while also changing your life in a positive way. And again, if it's a win-win, what's wrong with it? Man, that's so, so true. And I, I just got to say also, like, I, I've always been admired your diligence because it's very often where I walk into your office and I'll just see huge mind maps on the wall <laughs> where basically you have like everything written down, like how, what, what nanometers of, of light like affect the nerve and, and you have all the recent research like stacked yeah. up and just that kind of, like you said before, being obsessed, but just going that extra mile of actually doing the, the work yeah. uh, and figuring it out is just, I think, you know, it's. I think people kind of forget, like they assume somebody else is going to do it. And it's like, no, actually that that's for you. you know? Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's one of those things. And again, it's the same thing with you, you know, with the stem cells and everything. And every time I talk to you, it's always something new, you know, which is fantastic. And that's our MO. That's who we are. And, you know, in, in this business, if you want to become successful, you have to transform your person, yourself, your mindset, every little part of it. And the more obsessed you become with it, the more positive outcomes you have. And again, you don't have to become as crazy as we are because, you know, I'm sure, you know, like you, my, my wife hates who I am in, in that, not in the literal sense, but, you know, because I'm so obsessed with reading research papers and, you know, doing all that stuff. But she also understands why. But again, it takes a special person. But if, if you know, we do this for a short period of time and then we can transform or transfer all our information and knowledge to somebody else to help make them successful and then we can now trans you know, transcend to our second part of, of where we need to be at. It's a, that's where we want to be at. So it's all worth it. Man, that is really good advice. Uh, anything else you could think that you want to add? Um, you know, the, the biggest thing that I see, and I feel, I feel this with a lot of chiropractors I know, they don't think big enough, A. They aren't willing to take the risk. And three, after a while, they lose help hope and that's what the saddest thing is and when you lose that hope or you think that you know you're never going to go anywhere it's not true that there is always something out there you just have to now shift your thinking shift who you are find different people to hang out with and and immerse yourself in that that you can be successful and you know i think for all of us there's nothing to me there's nothing more sad than to see a colleague in the health profession in general, be not happy with what they're doing or not making enough money to make ends meet or live the life they want to live. And to me, that is the, always the hardest thing to see. That's a really great point. Cause you know, we see like, I, I know like physician suicide rates are reaching like all times high, yeah. like all time highs. Um, I'm, I'm sure it's probably the same in chiropractic. Yeah. Uh, and just, and I mean, we don't, they don't even measure it for like nurse practitioners or CRNAs. Uh, but I know, for for example, for a lot of you know CRNAs, uh, they're they're same, same kind of deal. Like they're having extreme depression. A lot of people abusing alcohol. Yeah. Um, and it's just because, like you said, they get to a point where they're just they just kind of give up. Where it's like, hey, I've done everything they told me to do, and it's it's not where I want to be. Right. I don't know what else to do next. Yeah. Well, the business is not learned in school. It's learned after you get out. But you can't do what they tell you to do, like you said, because it typically doesn't work. You know. And, and unless you're in the insurance world, but then you run into all these other issues and problems and then your fees are getting cut. I mean, then, you know, Medicare comes back for you for that. I mean, you name it at this point, you know, I mean, there's just it's too many problems that you can't really do what you want to do, which is to help people. So it's very true. 
Wow. Well, this has been an awesome interview. I think it's going to help a lot of people. And uh, it's once again, man, you're such a such an amazing entrepreneur and such a, a positive guy. It's just like you make such a, a positive impact in the world. Well, I, I, I appreciate you having me on it. I mean, it's always a pleasure to be around you, A. I mean, I always feel like I learn something new and, and you know, I mean, we're, we're very like minded people, which I think that's it's hugely important. But I think you doing this is going to help a tremendous amount of doctors, amount of people. Hopefully, you know, if we can change one person, that's one more person that doesn't have to uh, be in the rat race anymore. You know, that's true. And it helps a lot of patients, I think, because the more I see is the patients are getting more and more dissatisfied with mainstream medicine and they're looking oh, yeah. for alternatives. Oh, 100 yeah. percent. But that's the best thing is that you have people who are looking now. And if you can talk to them properly and you can learn, you know, what to do. I mean, it's you're going to have people in droves come to you and say, you know what? I need help. And when you do, it's just going to grow. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, perfect. Thank you so much, Dr. Ty. I appreciate you coming on the Medical Entrepreneur Podcast. It's been a real pleasure. Hey, thanks, brother. Take care. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening. As medical entrepreneurs, we have a saying, one vision, one purpose, freedom through prosperity. If you're ready to follow your destiny and break free of the mainstream medical system, join us at freedomthroughprosperity.com. See you next week.